Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to day seven of the Massive Attack 12 Days of Christmas Carol of a Christmas Carol special mini episodes. I'm Joe, with me as always is Mitch. G'day. It's always fun this Christmas time of year, we get to see each other more often. We do. And then I get to sit in front of a computer and edit more often, but anyway. And I get to ignore all that, it's great. You do. I love it. That's the best gift of all. Yeah. Anyway, we're back for the second half of our 12 Days of Christmas, we're into week two. close. Yes. Yes, I'm getting excited. Yes. Yes. Christmas is upon us. Mm-hmm. And... The more I think about it, the more I think I'm the Scrooge and you're the uh, Bob Cratchit of our relationship here. No, I'm definitely Cratcheting. <laughs> no, I'm definitely Scrooging. Oh, yeah. But yeah, speaking of Scrooge, today we looked at the 1988... Modern classic, would is you it? say? I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd actually never seen it. But the 1988 Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. Yeah. Directed by Richard Donner. Famous for Superman. Lethal Weapon. Goonies. Good director. Hmm. How many times have you seen this movie? Ah... <sighs> Five, maybe. Surprisingly, I've never seen it before. You knew of it? I did know of it, yes. I I don't know if I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. I thought this last year when we watched that Bill Murray Christmas special, I was like, do I like Bill Murray? But I'm, the jury's still out for me. I'm still not sure. I, I liked him in Ghostbusters. Groundhog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day is almost a Buffalo Room. Don't know that. Garfield. No. Charlie's Angels. No. I think he was in some other movie. Zombieland. <laughs> was he? That's a cameo, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I just don't think I've seen enough of Bill Murray. Stripes is good, I guess, but I, I just don't think Caddy I've seen Shack. enough of Bill Murray to really appreciate him. But anyway. Well, see his wang. What? Just to really appreciate, you need to see his wang. What's that? It's very superficial of you. Is it? Are you saying you haven't seen <laughs> enough of him? Oh, I think I have. <laughs> anyway, enough of Bill Murray's wang. Yep. Let's get back to the true meaning of A Christmas Carol. Okay, sorry. So, now this is a quick pricey. He is a very 1980s yuppie executive, TV executive, yep. and the the work the workaholic yuppie character. He's a TV producer producing a Scrooged TV show, and he is very much an Ebenezer Scrooge type character. So it acknowledges the Scrooge storyline or a Christmas Carol storyline, but it doesn't have your Cratchits or any of those characters in. So it's not a true Christmas Carol in that sense, but it does have the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. Yeah. And it, it has does, a it lot does of have the a, tropes. It does. It, it has an, an, an amalgam... An analogy? No. They have substitutes for those characters in the <laughs> show, though. So you've got your Ebenezer Scrooge, which is a Bill Murray character. Yep. He has a assistant, who is the equivalent of Bob Cratchit. There is... A Jacob Marley equivalent, which is a the person who gave him his job at the start of the business. So he was a very power hungry, and that was played by John Forsyth, who you might know. Throwing back to Charlie's Angels, he was the original Charlie, the, the, the voice of Charlie. Anyway, he's like the Jacob Marley character, and he doesn't have the chains, but he is the ghost. I do like the way that Bill Murray kind of locks his office, and there's the shaking of the wall and the dust coming out of the wall, and then the ghost comes through the door, which you see in a lot of these that. Scrooge locks his bedroom door, but yet Marley's ghost comes through. Yeah. And they, they managed to pull that off here. Yeah, so, I mean, they hit all those 
the tropes without the characters or the the named characters anyway um they do deviate with the ghosts because you have ghosts of christmas past is a cabbie played by i don't know the real actor's name johansson something johansson. buster poindexter but he's buster poindexter is, is the character i know him as and yeah he's a cabbie who drives him in a cab back to the different time zones to see see him as a kid and when he grows up and meets his fiance then girlfriend fiance, yeah. all that sort of stuff then you have the ghost of christmas present which is played by carol kane and she just annoys me in everything she's in i think yeah. and in this she really annoys me yeah i didn't like her very much she's either. like a fairy and she just beats him up Basically, kind of like Yosemite Sam yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about uh, good, good point. Yeah. And then the Ghost of Christmas Future is the cloaked, bone-fingered, silent protagonist that we get with pretty much every iteration. And they don't actually say it, but at one stage he opens his his robes and he's kind of got the ignorance and want. Yeah, there's sort of something in there. There's people sort of in his, in his chest, chest and things like that. So they sort of address that in a lot of ways. So all the aspects are there, and he is a snarky miser of a character. He's very funny, like it's Bill Murray being Bill Murray. Like you know what you're expecting with him, and I, he's quite good and entertaining to watch. And the thing with Scrooge is. You've got to be entertained. Like, you're watching a unlikable character for most of the movie, and I find Bill Murray quite likable. You obviously need to see his way to make a decision. <laughs> but I, I didn't mind if what it was, his redemption, like when he comes out of it at the end and he's happy to be alive and all that sort of thing. And I, I don't think I've been convinced yet that someone has changed, like legitimately changed for the better at the end of these. Like, Because yes, I still haven't been convinced that... They did... Oh, which one? I think the Jim Carrey one, maybe, that you sort of... They know that it's them in the coffin. They just don't want to admit it. Yeah. Some of them are coming across. How could, it, how could you not know it's yeah. about you? Everything so far has been about you. How could you not know that that's you in the coffin there? Yeah. So part, parts of this movie I really did like. I liked... Bobcat Goldfoot's character. See, to me, he was a little bit of the Cratchit as well. It was like they kind of split Cratchit between his secretary and, and yep. this character. But he plays a guy called Elliot, who's an executive at the TV company that gets fired on Christmas Eve. And then it's an ongoing story of him going out trying to buy booze and have, having his bottle knocked out of his hand and a few other little just quirky slapstick sort of things. Yep. But I thought he was really good in but. To me, the fact that they are filming a Scrooge TV show while this is all going on, it's kind of knows what it's doing, but yet it's still doing it. And yep. it, that kind of takes it away from me a little bit. No, because no, it plays with the tropes and the fact that these are the tropes. You know what the tropes are. And we're poking fun at it in the show because the version they're making, it's got... Jamie Farr, who was Klinger in MASH playing Jacob Marley. In the TV version, they're doing Mary Lou Retton, the gymnast, gold medalist. Gymnast is playing Tiny Tim. You know, so at the end, when she's healed, she does a backflip and everything. Buddy Hackett is playing Scrooge. They're having a lot of fun with the show itself and sort of taking the piss out of the fact that the Scrooge yeah, story definitely. is ridiculous and then hitting those, those tropes with it. Now, it's a fun movie to watch. Now, the thing about The Christmas Carol is he wrote it in 1843 and it was... A throwback to he was seeing the mistreatment of the poor at the time and people were ignoring... People who were in positions of power or positions of help were ignoring the people who were losing their jobs to industrialisation yeah. and things like that. You know, he was going to write just a, a, 
I think I'd mentioned the other day, he was going to write a piece on it, but no one's going to read a piece, so he made it into a Christmas story, so more people would read it. So it's very much of its time talking about goodwill to all men, blah, blah, blah. It fits into the 1980s yuppie aesthetic where people are self-obsessed with jobs, money and greed and it needs to be addressed. So it's actually a timeless story in the fact that you could easily make a modern one now, you know, with refugees or globalisation and all this sort of stuff. So it's still appropriate in that sort of sense that it's it is really timeless and yeah, you could translate it to many different time zones but this fits in perfectly with the greed of the 80s Wall Street era and everything hmm. the fact that it never has really gone away makes it timeless though doesn't it mm. it's like there's always been a Christmas Carol but I mean most of the ones we see are faithful adaptations to the period where I mean as far as apart from parodies or things like that but this is a modern yes they're addressing it as a parody as well but it is a modern story with the tropes being applied to modern 1988 modern, you know, Reagan era America. Exactly. So, what did you think? Is it a is it in your new lexicon of Christmas? Is I don't something you think could watch so. again. No. I think the fact that it is so 80s makes me not really want to watch it again. Oh. I, ju- I just found it a bit too 80s. Fair enough. And I think the fact that they are very much knowing the tropes and laughing at the tropes and you know poking poking fun at the tropes means it sort of takes away from the story to me I'm, I'm more of a purist I think like I didn't like the bah humbuck humduck yep. because I thought that was not doing the original story justice yep. and I kind of feel the same way about this mm. no I think that I mean I, I don't enjoy the ghosts like the ghost of Christmas present annoys me so I don't want to watch him but I do like Bill Murray so I, I don't mind it and I think it's quite funny so I don't mind. I mean, it's not something I've sought after. It's not something I own. But if it is on telly, I do find myself, I catch myself sticking with it and watching it. Did you originally see this back in the 80s? I saw it on video. I never saw it at the cinema. But around that sort yeah. of time? That, that might be what it is. Maybe you have a bit of nostalgia for it. I, I think I do. Coming back to it and watching it now, to me, it's just that little bit too 80s. No, fair enough. Even the tab can that he was pouring into his vodka. Well, the big gift that his brother got was a VCR. Yeah. Which probably would have cost a couple hundred dollars, if probably. not a thousand at the time, but yeah. There was bits of it I liked. As I said, I, I liked Bobcat. I thought a couple of the, the other little touches, the solid gold dances, I thought that was pretty cool. The fact that you could see her nipples was kind of funny. <laughs> and yep. just reading the wiki, there was a lot of like ad-libs from, from Bill Murray in it. And just little things are good. And we didn't even mention the fact that his girlfriend's played by Karen Allen, who was Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. And I don't think I've seen her in any other movies. Couldn't tell you, no. No. But, yeah, little things in it I liked, but as a whole, I don't think I would rush out and watch this. Movie. Ah, fair enough. Not that I didn't enjoy it, I just... Not worth a rewatch. Yeah, not worth a rewatch. Well, they got so much time, and you can only, you know, when you've got cool as ice or Scrooge to choose from to watch, you know you're going to choose cool Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad we watched it, but yeah, I won't be rushing out to watch it again. It's not going to be a Christmas tradition. Like. Well, the thing is, I watch free to wear telly. You don't. No. You have Foxtel, pay TV. So these things don't generally turn up on your television. Well, now that you say that, there is a 12 Days of Christmas pop-up channel on Foxtel that's showing a bunch of Christmas movies. Okay. I think they must have stolen the idea from us doing I 12 so. Days of Christmas before Christmas. Yep. But, yeah, I, I don't know if Scrooge is part of the lineup there. But it, it'll turn up on free-to-wear, obviously. Oh, sure Christmas. So whenever it does, you know, I surf the channels and I'll, oh, yeah, I'll watch this, where your likelihood of it popping up for you probably isn't. Yeah, but if it is, I, I suggest you, you find yourself being drawn to it. Maybe. 
I do Maybe like you'll go to the, the Aussie Country Channel. I don't know. Some of the effects in it I thought were pretty good. I, I thought the, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, I thought he was really well done. The Ghost of Christmas Past didn't really seem like a ghost. He was just a dude driving a cab. Yeah. Well, <laughs> reading the trivia on that, it was meant to be Sam Kinison, but I'm assuming he died beforehand. And if it was, I would have hated it even more. <laughs> I'm not a big Sam Kinison fan. But yeah. But no, I'm, I'm glad we watched it. But again, yeah. Fair enough. Not going to be rushing. No thumbs up, no middle fingers. I'll, I'll give it a sort of a thumb sideways. No, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today. Hope everyone's winding down. They're enjoying their festivities, keeping it session. Yes. You know, we're... don't overdo it, people. We want you. We want listeners next year. So be safe. That's right. And we're not, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Yeah. So enjoy. Yes. You no know, gift vouchers are still valid presents. If you're stressing, don't get stressed, people. It's a terrible time of year for some people. You know, just don't get stressed. It's fine. <laughs> cool and don't try too hard to catch up with people before christmas or before new year's they're they're just days there's nothing special you can catch up with them on the 3rd of january it's fine don't overdo it don't overstress it's cool it's cool all right words to live by yeah and on that note thank you mitch no worries thank Um, you we'll be back tomorrow with another episode and we're going back to the 60s to look at mr magoo's a christmas carol Mm -hmm. so that could be interesting too could be alrighty and we will see you tomorrow get the pun there Mr Magoo because he, he, he can't got, see yeah oh, sick alright we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> uh, uh. I gotta go gotta go before I do something stupid